The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can follow the show on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics, and you can also find me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N O I N S. You can get all your exclusive Celtics content there. And if you just wanted to ask me a question, that is the time to do it as well. But yeah, let's let's jump into some things. We're going into this. The Celtics survive a overtime win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It took overtime to beat a team that is 13 and 39 going into tonight's game. And Minnesota was also in a five-game road losing streak going into this matchup at the TD Garden. Celtics are 17 and 9 when out-rebounding the opponent. So that's just something that it seems to come with a lot of success is if they're able to crash the boards properly, it ends up resulting into victories. Also, 3-3 three and three on this seven-game home stand, so I felt like this game meant a lot just in terms of this is going to be their longest home stand of the season in seven-game span, and to go negative you know, record in that time would be just atrocious. To go 3-4 and four just isn't right. 4-3 and three isn't great either, but it's it's better than than three and four when when you look at it that way at least they're above 500 rather than under 500 on the seven game homestand um there's 20 games left going into this game so it at this point it's it's just finding some consistency with the team consistent play whether they're losing or winning we just need to see them play consistent basketball at a high level with a lot of energy uh going into tonight's matchup i was really looking forward to that time lord cat matchup even though we didn't really get as much fireworks as maybe we anticipated in the matchup it looked like carl anthony towns just kind of abused his way and and did his thing and jason tatum stole the show overall and we'll we'll talk more about that as we dive into everything um but yeah um we're gonna break down some of the the good the bad um and and just some final thoughts on where the Celtics kind of go through the rest of the season here and how they did over this this home stand and, and what to really expect. And since it is a Friday, we're going to jump into the bad first. That way we can end on the more positive note. But um, I thought there was a lot of turnovers in this game. Wasn't really happy with the amount of turnovers. Thought they were really careless with the basketball. It's been kind of an issue as of lately, especially in the past like few games. Wasn't a really big fan of... Um, I'm taking care of the ball. Let's see who who led the team in turnovers tonight. Mm. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had five apiece, so that's ten turnovers out of the team's twenty. Half the turnovers came from two guys, so they just got to be better. And and the worst part about these turnovers during this span is that I feel like half of them are just like careless like they're not even forced turnovers the defense isn't doing anything special or anything like that there's bad passes that turn into turnovers so it's just like be more focused be more locked in and and really shorten up on that maybe we have half the amount of turnovers tonight because there were some times where it's just like they just passed really poorly but yeah um also they had in the first five minutes they had four turnovers Rubio had three of those steals out of those four turnovers. 
Scubby Bear was protecting that ball. Celtics have to also they, they gotta improve their transition defense, man. Their transition defense is the epitome of all transition defenses. I swear that this team looks super lazy getting back. Um they were getting beat. Uh all the way like there was nobody in between the player and the basket and on some of these transition buckets. They're just getting free layups. It was like a warm up line for for the Timberwolves tonight and I think Boston definitely needs to do better. Like, if you're going to be on the perimeter, I expect you to hustle back and, and beat the opposing team back, at least be in between them and the rim. Make make them decide to shoot a jump shot or something, but free layups isn't isn't going to cut it. Uh, Kemba, uh, and here's my thing with Kemba Walker, right? And people are going to criticize him for his offense. And, yeah, he didn't shoot well tonight. He was uh, really big in that overtime. He hit some threes, tough threes, and and played well in overtime. However, overall, he did shoot 5 of 14 from the field, 3 of 10 from deep. He was 4 of 4 from the nine line. He had 7 rebounds. He did have 9 assists, which is really good for him. Marcus Smart with 8. Uh, what do you know? They had 32 assists. It's like whenever they have more than 30 assists, it's like, yeah, it's a good. It's going to be a result in a win. But um, the thing I, I think the worst part about Kemba Walker is isn't his inconsistencies on offense it's how much of a liability he is on the defensive side and i just think that boston might get like in the playoffs they might have to come to the hard decisions where they have to sit kebel walker because of the situation of the team just going to be able to go one-on-one like I don't know how you hide Kemba Walker. Like, there's there's nothing you can do there. He is such a liability. It's he's such an easy person to attack. And it's not even like Kemba Walker doesn't try on defense because he puts in a ton of effort. He really does. You can see him work hard. He tries to get them steals. He had two steals tonight, but it's just eight out of ten times somebody's scoring on Kemba Walker every time they attack him, and it's just it's it's definitely a liability. I've been saying for a while now that um, I think the type of player, the type of player that needs to be around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at this point, is a point guard with playmaking and defensive capability to make it easier for them to one find their offense and also you know they wouldn't be as as relied on as on defense on the help side because then. They can contain people and, and make the other team really work harder to get open shots, which, you know, would, would drain their energy more, and then you can attack them better on defense, you know. So, plus, I, I've always wanted, I, I think the Celtics should definitely look for a guy like Lonzo Ball. I think Lonzo Ball would be a perfect fit. Great playmaking ability. Gets up and down the court. Uh, can hit a shot, but also plays really good defense. Strong. So, I, I just I'm not a big fan of the Kemba getting attacked on the defensive end. Um, Boston struggled also in that two three zone that uh, the Wolves turned to in that first quarter. And that first quarter was bad. Um, let's see. I think Boston had 25 points. Yeah, 25 points in that quarter. It was just. Uh, just really upsetting to see. I, I expect a lot more from from the team that's seen a lot of two three this year. I thought 
and they they spread out on defense too way too much making it like super easy buckets for the Timberwolves they gave up 39 points in that first quarter on 60% shooting from the field gotta tighten up better you gotta put bodies into people make people get uncomfortable just has to happen Hmm. Something that has to be initiated is is just yeah we need more more intensity on the defensive side um, especially to open up games they gotta get better at, at setting the tempo Tatum did a good job I thought you know of, of really knocking in like attacking the rim early on so that was good to see we'll, we'll talk more about that in the good. The turnovers and fast breaks were killing the Celtics. Transition was bad. Um, fouls in the first half, half were just not good. They have to be more disciplined as well. And I thought they had a really, really bad last two minutes in that fourth quarter where they were up 10, and they kind of just let it fall apart and just got really sloppy and, and like almost was like we got it in the bag. And then it, it was an unnecessary force of uh, an overtime overall, in my opinion, of that. But out of that overtime, we're going to jump into some of that good now. Uh, all right. First two possessions at the rim, getting easy buckets uh, early on in that first quarter was nice. I uh, like the initiative to get to the rim. Huge play by Robert Williams at the nine-minute mark of that first quarter after a turnover. Williams chased down to force a key miss in a transit and then end up turning into a transition three-pointer on the other end and then a koji i think that's how you say his name a koji on the minnesota timberwolves who missed and blew that layup with robert williams chasing him down ended up picking up a technical foul so the three-point play turned into a four-point play and possession so that was just a big moment where the celtics kind of let the wheels kind of roll off on them a little bit and Timberwolves were kind of starting to like creep away and they kept pulling back, creeping away, pulling back. Um, Tatum was playing with purpose in that second quarter. Uh, he attacked his matchup. He did not care. He said, I'm going to attack the rim. And then it just opened up everything else in his game. Really uh, was a flur of, of different shots that he was willing to take. He shot 10 three-pointers tonight, but he shot 15 non-three-pointers, and that was huge. He also got to the free-throw line and shot 16 shots from the free-throw line. That is good breakfast. That is what we want from him. That is something that I love to see from Jason Tatum. Personally, I've been a big advocate of, like, I feel like he settles way too much, and I've been on him. And this is the Tatum I like. And what do you know? The Tatum I like drops a career high in points because it's like you start building your confidence by driving and hitting the paint and then you get into working outside so it was good there um going into halftime tatum was was already at eight free throws attempts and he that was the most in a game he's had since march 4th and he had that at halftime so the fact that he was able to stay consistent and get another eight free throws in the second half as well That deserves that deserves a, a definitely a round of applause for Jason Tatum on being aggressive there. Um, Celtics had twelve turnovers in that first half, and you know the Wolves got twelve points off of those. And Wolves only had six turnovers in that first half. So just just things that like you got to be better at is taking care of the basketball because it's just missed opportunities and you're not getting a shot up 
the other team's just going to get more shots up. The other team gets more shots up, they're probably going to win the game. Luckily for the Celtics, they were playing the Wolves tonight, and those 12 turnovers didn't bite them completely, and they were able to come back and get, and get a really important victory. Um, Celtics bench at halftime, 12 points. Wolves bench, 26. Ugh, man, they need help, man. Um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were pr- pretty good in that first half. Five of six from the field for Jalen Brown on two of three from deep, 18 points. Jason Tatum was five of eight and one of two from deep and had 12 points. Yeah, he had 12 points in that first half and then had, what what did he finish with again? It's like 53 yeah, so Tatum finished the second half with 41 points. That includes overtime, though, as well. But 41 points in the second half in overtime? Jesus. Zach Levine had a similar night tonight, too, but Jason Tatum barely outdid him. I think uh, Zach Levine had 51 points. So, uh, yeah, it was it was an insane night uh, from Jason Tatum, who was just fantastic. I also liked a lot of things. Um, Tristan Thompson has brought back since he's returned from the COVID protocol. Um, I think he's been great on the defensive end. His intensity, his his ability to work and get extra possessions, get those offensive rebounds, and really help the Celtics have an opportunity to get more shots up and convert. He's been big on that side. He also draws fouls really well. He hit his free throws that he did get. I think he had, what was it? Three free throws, yeah, three free throws tonight. So three of three from the line, seven rebounds, seven points, 28 minutes, two of four from the field. Like, that's what you want from him. So seven of seven from your backup big, you know, and get some free throws. That's, I'll take that. That's, that's solid to me. Solid enough, you know. Um, I thought he did a good job of that. The defensive intensity really picked up in that later part of that third and the effort was there they started to chip out that 17 point lead that the minnesota timberwolves were able to develop in that third and the celtics started to gain a lot of momentum going into that fourth quarter i thought tatum was attacking with purpose and relentlessly to to really keep he carried the load for the celtics in the third Jason Tatum saved Boston tonight. He was the savior of all saviors, and he really put on a display of... He was an Army Swiss knife. He was like, you want me to beat you at the rim? Cool, I can do that. You want me to go to the post and, and fade and, and hit that? I'll, I'll do that. How about just break you off the dribble? Yeah, I got you. Oh, I, I can get to the rim and then get fouled and, and go to the line and hit my free throws. All right, cool. How about, you know, pass it to my teammates here and get them? You know, he had... He still had four assists tonight. He, he was grabbing boards, 10 rebounds, a double-double for him. And he was 6-10 from downtown, so he was hitting his 3 boards. The best part about those threes tonight is like 4 out of 6 of them were just him catching the ball in, in rhythm and just putting it up. He didn't have to sidestep. He didn't have to go into ISO to get it. He's at his best when he doesn't have to create uh, the 3-pointer for himself. Those sidesteps, I understand he hit some really tough ones that time. But tonight, it was he was super efficient, and it was because he was able to be set before getting the ball and just going up with it. So, thought that was really good. 29 seconds in that third. Peyton with a, a dime to di- to the diving uh, Robert Williams, a.k.a. Time Lord. It was a huge alley-oop slam. I, I loved every minute of it. Uh, jumped, jumped off my feet for that one at the 29-second mark of that third quarter. Definitely go back and look at that. 
Celtics were playing well on both ends of the ball. The the ball movement was alive. It, it came alive. It erupted in that fourth quarter as they were able to to make this comeback and and really force the the thing. Uh, Kemba Walker was hitting threes in overtime. Man, it, it was he. It looked like he was just gonna have one of those games where it's just like, damn, you had a really bad game. He still had a bad game, but the threes in that overtime were huge and a big reason why the Celtics were able to walk away with a victory tonight. Um, you know, Tatum brought him back. You know, they were the Wolves were able to still force an overtime, and Kemba was, came alive at the right moment, and it worked out. I, I thought the execution in that overtime was was amazing, and Boston really did well. But yeah, as far as that goes, uh. Boston ends up finishing this seven-game stand at home, four and three. Not ideal. I, I would have liked them to go five and two or six, six and one, especially because a lot of the matchups weren't very, you know, strong. And uh, I thought Boston definitely could have done a lot better on this home stand. It was crucial for them, it, but I still think it was crucial for them to at least go positive. They end up going, you know positive during this homestand and which is very important a lot of things to take away right now is that the Celtics team is still trying to fight to get healthy they this team is is going into the now the last 19 games of the season with the clear initiative that they need to win about half these games to make sure that they they get up and into the standings here um I definitely think that they are able to win at least 14, 12 games at, at a peak moment, but they're about to go on the road. They got they got the Nuggets next, Blazers, and they got to go to Lakers. They, they got a whole West Coast trip that they got coming up. They're going to be going on a one, let's see. One, two, three. Uh, they're going on the road for three games, and then they come back and host the Warriors and then Bulls. Suns, and then they go back on the road. So they go on the road for three games, and they come home for three, and then they go back on the road for two, and then they come back home for two. So actually, come back home for three. So it's going to be important for them to really take advantage of the games coming up. Uh, something I really want to to knock on is I I want to see more of the Tatum that drives to the hoop. That's something I really want to see moving forward. I also want to see, I want to see the defensive intensity um, pick up and stay consistent throughout a game. Uh, still need a, a game where they play really together for a whole game. I thought there were some big moments in this game as far as there was a fast break in that fourth quarter. Jalen Brown could have easily went up and, and slammed the two in a very close encounter, and he just dishes it off and, and gives it to Jason Tatum to keep his keep them going and and that was just a, a a true statement to like how much they care for each other's success it was a night where like jason tatum was just on fire and was like hey i'm gonna keep this guy's confidence going i'm gonna keep this guy hot and he gave it up and, and tatum gets the dunk and it's just little things like that of of unity that we need to see we haven't been able to see a lot of this season especially in regards uh to these celtics and, and as they've been losing and everything so it's just something crazy um but also it was it was kind of funny that jason tatum was was asked about his 50 point game um uh, and he's just like his his two-year-old son wasn't there to see it 
but he he ended up staying after the game. He says it, it just means I'll have to do it again sometime. Tatum said he'll be there next time. So <laughs> Tatum Tatum not shy to think that you know the confidence is high and and that he feels like he can definitely do put on a performance like he did tonight uh, again. He could definitely repeat a performance like this, which I think we all believe that Jason Tatum has that ability. So I'm really looking forward to to the growth throughout the rest of this season. I, I, I'm really excited to see how Boston ends up handling the adversity as they go forward. Uh, Fournier is not going to be on this three-game road trip on the West Coast. He is staying back. He's still in uh, safety protocols as he has missed the last two games. So a key loss for the Celtics right now. It's like every time they try to get in some type of health rhythm, it, something ends up happening. So I, I like to see how Boston moves forward um wait until he gets back and then let's hope that yeah that's it let's hope Fournier is it let's try to get 100% healthy get into some rhythm in these last few weeks of the season and then push towards a strong playoff push um let's see if we can turn it on you know there, there's a fire in there we know we've seen the performances and, and we know that there's capability in that regard but it's all about the consistency that we're waiting for from this team we're waiting for these leaderships to to really rise up to the occasion and and step up into these situations and and be be part of the moment and be bigger than the moment and and really push forward. You know, I I think there's still some hope that we can turn the season into something really positive and grow. And I I don't think we're just the first round second round exit, man. I think we could still get to the Eastern Conference Finals as as long as we start to play at a high level and hopefully we don't go through the nets to get there. So, um, but other than that, that's, that pretty much wraps it up before we, we close out on the show though. Once again, you can go follow us on Twitter at ball at uh, hoop ball Celtics. You can also find me on Twitter at ball and opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S. You can get all your Celtics needs there. You can also get any show drops as well. Um, if you wanted to tweet at me during the games or after games or before games or just want to tweet at me and, and tell me how bad my takes are or just kind of be like, hey, you know, what do you think of this? I'll, I'll, I'll be there to answer. So um, you can also find the show. Uh, please rate, review on the Apple Podcast where you're listening to at. And I hope everybody has a great rest of their night. Um, go enjoy the weekend Celtics don't play next until Sunday and they have the Denver Nuggets at 1pm so I'll catch you guys then and uh, you know thank you for, for stopping by later